0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: In eighty six,
2: Anne M. Martin wrote the first book of
1: what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. club.
0: Here we
3: are. Here we are, Jack. It's yes. the Babysitter's Club. 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 Starring me, Tanner Greenring, and you, Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. Each week, we discuss a video novel in yes. the great Netflix sitter cycle, mm-hmm. written by Rachel Schuchert The *Hand of God*, and directed by Lucia and Yellow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, who we will be talking to later in the episode. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm don't, very excited to talk with her. Don't act surprised. Do I'm not
3: super excited surprised. to talk with her. I'll start thinking of questions to ask her as we kind of go through the episode okay.
0: here. I'll remind you that we recorded with her last night, so you already oh. did speak with her, and it's fake. What you're doing is fake. It feels like fake surprise That's oh. not didn't seem real, genuine at all. <laughs> Is that a note about my acting? (laughs) We're going to have plenty of notes about your acting in our interview with Lucia Agnello, the director, executive producer, and writer of The Babysitter's Club. But that is not why we are here in this moment. Why we are here in this moment is to say hi, hi, and welcome to The Babysitter's Club. Club? Club? Club. Um, I've said who we are. Tanner has, has very, very artfully said who we are. It's Jack Shepard. It's Tanner Greenring. What we are discussing this week is a video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix Show. <laughs> Episode number four. Marianne Saves the Day. Marianne Saves the Day. She saves it,
3: doesn't she? She certainly did save the day. She helped a young
0: girl not die. And they don't not say die. why. Well, they don't why say so why. Sick.
3: And it's not even clear... <laughs> why if she, if she would have died right
0: i we can't compare to the books but in the books she would have died so in the oh god jack and now we can't we, cannot, we can't compare to the books because this is that's we cannot compare to, to the
3: books but imagine my surprise when yeah. at the two minute mark yeah ms prezioso mrs prezioso yeah answers the phone Mm-hmm. And says, hi, yes, this is Mrs. Delvecchio. And it's like, sorry? Sorry, did you say
0: Delvecchio? Did you mean Mrs. Prezioso? Why is Mrs. Prezioso, and they don't go into this in the video novel, pretending to be someone called Mrs. Delvecchio? That's suspicious, right?
3: It is suspicious. All I can imagine is that, like...
0: Delvecchio means of the old. Of ancient one. <laughs> oh wow. What does prezioso mean? Precious. Hmm. They're both Italian.
3: It's it's a very tricky thing. Yeah. Um but yes, the the Jenny Prezioso is no more. Instead, we have Bailey Del Vecchio. Bailey Del Vecchio. Yeah. Del Vecchio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's a young trans girl. Mhm. And Marianne's titular saving of the day appears to be standing up to some insensitive doctors who keep referring to Bailey Delvecchio as a uh, boy right but Bailey's Delvecchio's actual ailment is not ever made clear
0: non disclosed but it's a 104 degree temperature which is high
3: okay mm. sounds mm. like you sounds it. like you were firing up the old webmd
0: now and okay. putting in some okay webmd Let's see. 104 degree temperature. Check your symptoms. Female. How old do you think? Eight? Eight. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to say the main symptom is fever 103 to 104?
3: Yes. She says, Marianne says 104 on the episode. Okay. Anything else that we know? She looked sort of like pallid. Okay. pallor extremity pallor kind of in the face i would say pale and then when the doctor cut co- the incentive pale doctors face. come in they try to give bailey del vecchio a blue set of hosp- a blue hospital gown okay and, and she says she i gets- don't want the blue one so maybe a strong aversion to the color blue okay aversion to color or i guess like all color is technically a form of light so
0: maybe light sensitivity light hurts eyes yes okay should we go do you think that's enough I think so okay fevers bothering her the most um let's see here Uh, West Nile virus Jesus that's serious yeah okay that's actually
3: super serious so Marianne really did save the day yeah yeah (laughs) She wow. got she got Bailey Delvecchio to the hospital just in time. Yeah. I also kind of think West Nile's maybe like chronic. Like I don't think there's a cure for that.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's going to be an ongoing plot. Okay. Well, that's thanks to WebMD for saving our day here. Yes. Um, thank you, Dr. M Webb. Dr. Webb. Dr. Webb that- MD. Um what I think we should do for the baby nation here is to describe it. The video The novel. plot of the video novel, and it to you. It's me? Yeah. Total I feel like I just su- did it. I'm so surprised. Yeah, you just did it two episodes ago. We've done four. Golly. Okay. <laughs> I believe okay. about it. I didn't have to do shit this week except watch a delightful short mm, little mm. nugget.
3: It's
0: a little, little, little mm, snack. Mm, a little snack of a lovely TV show that I like. Yeah, me too. I
3: watched it this morning, and I took lots of notes, and I'm going to use those notes now to okay. inform my book, video book recap. That always goes badly historically. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just outrage that they got rid of. You should
0: see how many times
3: I have <laughs> the name Delvecchio and Prezioso in all caps. Yeah, there, in my pe- notes. there's
0: Prezioso erasure, and, and there's and th- there's also boys basketball erasure, isn't there? Oh, I don't. <clears throat> okay we will talk about it later let's just describe I don't want you to get too angry I've got I don't want to get too clock. angry that's the, thing, that's the
3: wrong energy to bring to a 60 second recap
0: yeah no you want, what we want in terms of energy if I can give you a note is yeah. competence think of, think of like think of next a, note that like one's a, not going to fly next one a, new, a news
3: anchor of yesterday I need, I need different direction that one's not going to fly for me um, who's the guy who
0: says good night and good luck Oh. Uh, that guy. George or like Clooney. Walter Cronkite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tom I'm Burl- not
3: capable Cronkite. of that. I don't have that inside me. Okay. So can you offer me some other direction? Okay. Who else describes God, I wish Lucia it. was here. She'd be able to. And we should remember this for later.
1: Yeah.
0: Lucia can help kind of give me okay. some. Great. That's, that's something that, that we'll remember when we interview her later Is is we'll ask her for notes on our acting. That's great. Yeah. That's a really good thought Smart. and we will definitely do that. Okay, what about uh Rime of the Ancient Mariner? Sorry, did
3: you say Rime of the Ancient Mariner?
0: Yeah, Coleridge. You know like he uh, he is the Ancient Mariner. He stopped with one in 3 and then he like yeah. tells them the story about like the the albatross and round the everything. neck. Yeah, got it. So that kind of and not that. Don't tell that story, but you can I bring that you just need to picture energy. something dragging me down.
3: Yeah. Someone
0: okay. Who I'm close with, but it's like me down. you've got something you want to get off your chest. You know, you really need to An get albatross. this out. <laughs> well, not big literally. ugly bird. It's a metaphor. <laughs> okay. Does, is that gonna is that enough to be No, Now, going now on? I'm just thinking about now I'm just thinking about this bird strapped around my neck. Is it <laughs> dead? The bird is a metaphor. It's a dead bird, but it, the dead bird is a metaphor. Does that work for you? Does that make sense to you? It's a metaphor for your shame. Not in any way, but I'll do my best. Okay. I can try to give okay. you a, a different character.
3: I all I have to do is recap the episode in sixty seconds, right? Yes. I actually don't think I need a lot of, of character direction. work or okay. like a deep understanding of my motivation to, to Okay to do that just a
0: guy who's describing something but what i want is some kind of competence some kind of like a
3: and i'm not in you that's too much to ask for and again that's too much to ask for um should i start
0: okay what about here last note a guy who's trying to just to accurately describe a video novel that they've enjoyed in 60 seconds i'll do my best okay and i'm going to start now the big bad clock is starting now
3: Okay, so Marianne goes to a babysitter's club meeting, and while she's there, Mrs. Delvecchio calls and says, Hello, Marianne. And she says, Yes. And she says, Can you come take care of Bailey? And then she says, Sure, but I'm in a club. And she says, I don't care about your club. I just want you. And she accepts the job, and it pisses off all the other girls in the club. And they chastise her and, and drive her out of the meeting, crying in tears. She goes to meet uh, Mrs. Delvecchio and Bailey. It turns out Bailey is a young trans girl and Marianne helps her kind of come to terms with that. Um, although she's, you know, she's, she's fairly confident in her decision already. She's already got like a whole dresser full of cool princess outfits. Um, meanwhile, Mr. Spear gets involved and yells at everyone's parents and says that they're bullying Marianne. And then, uh, Bailey DelVecchio gets sick and Marianne stands up to her doctors and says, and you need to treat her like a girl because that's, that's what she is. And, time. and, and time. then we meet that's Dawn. Dawn is in this episode and now. And you've done a terrible and job. You've done and an on awful Esme job. is actually Morbid Destiny. And Morbid wow. Destiny uh, says awful. to Dawn and Marianne that Yikes. Richard and Sharon used to date.
0: The a ter- just really bad.
3: I know it's so. It's I'm so surprised that that went as badly as it did because yeah. I was like, this is a little snack of an episode, and it's gonna yeah. be so easy to get through the plot. Yeah, but it's not because it's it was a, a plot dense book this
0: week. We got a new character. We got a new babysitter. There are three things going on: the introduction of Dawn, the crisis at the Del Vecchio home, and the uh, what I like to call babysitters' civil war narrative. That is, is the, the bones of the episode. Let's start at the all end. Having a big fight with each other. Let's start at the end. Well, specifically with Marianne. It's a lot of, uh, it's everyone versus Marianne. Yeah. Mrs. Del Vecchio calls. Mm hmm. Right? And says, Yeah.
3: At 2 minute 45, all the girls get pissed mm-hmm. at Marianne because yeah. she has accepted Mrs. Del Vecchio's invitation to come take care of Bailey. Uh-huh. And the babysitter, she gets off the phone and the rest of the babysitters are like, yo, Marianne, that sucked. Yeah. Why did you accept a job without talking to all of us? But here's the thing. When Mrs. Delvecchio called.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Nay,
0: prezioso,"
3: She said to Marianne, we want to hire you as a babysitter. And Marianne did her fucking due diligence. Yeah. She responded and said, oh, I'm actually part of a babysitting collective. and Right. We- and she was like,
0: I just want you. And it's like, at that point...
3: Yeah. Like, what is she going to do? Turn her down and be like, sorry, that's not the way we operate. No, you're not going to turn turn away good money. She did her due diligence. Why is everyone so pissed at her?
0: If I may take the other side. Okay. May I? Mm. Please. The problem, the real problem, is not the transgression of the rule quite so much as it is the timidity that Marianne exhibits. And then further exhibits when the girls fairly gently take her to task on it. They scream at her and drive her out of the meeting in tears. They Jack. give her some constructive notes. You're too timid. You're always crying. You never stand up for yourself. Wow. I never thought I'd live to see the day where Jack defends
3: Stacy McGill <laughs> against Mary Ann Spear.
0: So here we are. But that's the problem. Time makes fools of all of us. And then she runs out. She's angry with everyone. She storms out. Let's talk about
3: the great disruptor. Okay. Let's talk about the great disruptor. The instigator.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the instigator. The
3: man, the the anti-Watson. The man who has made it his mission to dismantle and disassemble the
0: babysitter's club. Oh. Is this... Can I... I think I know who you're talking about, and... In that case, I'd love to introduce a new segment, which is called Watson, the guy from The Good Place. Yes. <laughs> it's like yes. Watson, Watson. Is it Watson, Watson?
3: Watson, Watson is the, the segment where we track Watson as portrayed by Mark Feuerstein. It turns out after episode one, he's in the in the show a lot less. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, we're on episode four now. Yeah, so far a... <laughs> that does seem to
0: be true. Okay, but this one's called Watts, and so this one's got legs because we—they're th- gonna—they're gonna give a lot of speaking parts to the guy from The Good Place.
3: Watching the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine and The Good Place, aka yes. Richard Spear. Yes, the great instigator. The, the, the instigator. great disruptor. Yes, he. When Marianne picks up the phone from from. The call from Mrs. Del Vecchio. Yeah, she says I work with your dad, and he says you're an excellent babysitter. Right. He didn't say.
0: Oh, I got it. My daughter's a part of
3: a a babysitting club. He specifically says no, no, no. Call and wow. ask only for my daughter.
0: Yeah, and like you got to call her. Like it, there's this weird thing where you have to call her at someone else's house. Yeah. On like fucking Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5.30 to 6, and he doesn't say, it's a club. So it's like, actually, it is the anti-Watson, right? Because Watson, in the first episode, his whole thing is like building up the babysitter's club and being like, oh, there's this great club. Everybody, you should call the club. And what's the what Fear place. the Spear? Fear the Spear is good. Fear the Spear is very good. I like that a lot.
3: Because if he's going to continue to kind of be like an anti-Babysitter's
0: Club villain throughout the series, yeah, that seems like something we should be tracking. Okay, that's good. I like this a lot. Um, So Fear the Spear this week, because he's the anti-Watson, and he um, is sabotaging the Babysitter's Club, and then he sabotages them further by, like this is the real thing that fucks everything up, and I've forgotten about this, is uh, Marianne. He's nefarious. Tells- he he like he has a a, a campaign against yeah. these girls. It, Marianne's like, oh, I'm like pissed because they were kind of, they were shitty to me at the meeting. And then he calls all of their parents and gets them grounded.
3: Marianne laboriously like she does not want to do it because she's a very closed off and reserved person and she doesn't go to her dad for this kind of thing. But she gets the courage up to mm-hmm. finally approach her dad and be like, Dad, I'm struggling. The girls were mean to me because I have no backbone and I dress like a baby. Yeah. And his response was to say, "The girls were mean to you? I'm going to get them all grounded.
0: I'm going to get them all grounded." Which one is by what one. he did. Cuz he's the great disruptor. He's just he's taking the babysitters club fucking off the market. What a nightmare. What a fucking nightmare this guy is. God. Which you know what? I'll tell you I'll tell you something. Now that we're interviewing all the these fucking bigwigs and hot shots, Rachel Schuker yeah. at the Hand of God, uh, later lucia yellow, the director executive producer we we've got their ear we can tell them to fucking kick this guy off the show smart and one of us should like you know when we have Lucia on later yeah let's tell
3: her one of us should audition yeah for the role of that's richard good. spear just that's kind of preemptively idea. right that's
0: a good idea and, that, and that'll yeah. just kind of put the put the bug in their ear. That's like, hey, this guy's just disrupting the Babysitters Club. He's turning them against each other. Yeah. And then he's not he's not like building up the club. He's like trying to put his daughter first, which is the the in total antithesis of what the Babysitters Club is all about. Yeah, that's not the point. It's fear one for spear. all, and all for one. Yeah. Okay. Fear the spear. That's interesting. Um, let's discuss Dawn because Dawn is introduced. Yes.
3: Dawn is introduced. Yes. Dawn is introduced. Marianne is fighting with all the girls. She eats lunch alone in the cafeteria. Well, so here's the thing that happens, actually, in that scene. And before we get to introducing Dawn, I want to introduce this segment. Okay. Because it's relevant to the scene. I love it. Marianne is in the lunchroom. She goes up to a table where Stacy and Claudia are sitting, and they confront her and say, please don't sit with us. You got us in a lot of trouble. Our, your dad told on us and now we're grounded. Right. And we are not interested in sitting with you or dining with you today. Yes. And the segment is called <gasps> Claudius Closet. Because in that scene... At the lunch table, Claudia is wearing a very particular outfit, Jack. And did you notice the outfit? Did I notice the outfit that Claudia was wearing at the lunch table? No. Okay. She was wearing sort of a very smart women's jumpsuit. Uh, Kind of like a a blazer designed for women. Cool. Almost. And it was yellow. Okay. And plaid. Whoa. And does that sound familiar to you in any way? Well, when you said yellow jumpsuit, I was thinking Kill Bill. No, it's not really a jumpsuit. It's kind of like a skirt. It's like a
0: skirt suit. A skirt suit. Okay, that's cool. Does that make sense to you? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm like I, the possibility. Here, let me, him... let
3: me send you a picture of what I'm talking about. Just okay. so you can kind of get in your mind. Like, a what
0: skirt suit.
3: What skirt this, suit. Just so you have like a visual to put to what I'm saying.
0: Okay, I like I like to think about. I'm still thinking about it. What a skirt suit. Would I've be.
3: sent you an image, and it's essentially exactly what Claudia was wearing in the in the scene.
0: Okay, okay. And Tanner sent me an image of Cher. And what
3: I'm the following the sentence I'm about to say is going to be very confusing, and it's
0: not Cher. Do you believe in love after love? And it's certainly not Cher, um, the one that on the battle when she's on the battleship.
3: The sentence I'm about to say is going to be very confusing, but. Claudia is wearing the same outfit that Batgirl wore. Yes. And I don't mean the Batgirl yes. outfit.
0: Right. The plaid. From Joel Schumacher's and it is, Batman and uh,
3: Robin. What I mean
0: is. What did you say it is? A girl suit?
3: It's like a pla- yellow pla- dress girl suit. suit. skirt suit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me, cu- let, cu- let me help you out here. Because it sound, you're what you said makes no sense. And she's so wearing so I'm the same outfit to... Batgirl wore, but not the Batgirl outfit. What I mean is the yellow skirt suit. Let, see, you've said it again. Here's what I want to try to explain it to our listeners. Okay. Cher is Batgirl. And Batgirl is Cher. Yeah. And while Batgirl sometimes wears a Bat costume. Yes. Sometimes she wears a girl suit or a skirt suit. Yes. When she's Cher, she wears a skirt suit. Yes. What's interesting is that what Claudia's wearing in this episode of the show? Is the same exact skirt suit that Cher wore when she was Batgirl. Yes. The Batgirl wore, sorry, the Batgirl wore
1: when she was Cher. When
0: she was Cher girl.
3: Yes. Yes. And I, I, only, I can only assume that it's some point later in the season. Yeah. Claudia will pay homage to Batgirl's other roles. Yeah, maybe wear like a bat suit. That is, I love. Don't that. Don't you think? I love that. Yes. So anyway, in the scene, Claudia was wearing the, the iconic outfit from Clueless.
0: Clueless. Yes, Clueless, starring Batgirl. I'm realizing that that would have been a pretty good thing to say early on. In what that it. Elizabeth Watson, that Batgirl is also in Clueless.
3: Batgirl, one of, I, I would say Batgirl's distant second most iconic role
0: is is Cher. Is Cher from Clueless. Yeah. Do you believe in live And again, and I love? think
3: I think most people see her and most people think, oh, it's
0: Batgirl. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's Batgirl.
0: Like you and I did. Right. But yes. some people might think, oh, it's Cher from Clueless. Well, and then there's a, a third category of people who think, oh, that's Batgirl from Clueless. Yeah. And, and we want to be they're, able to cover they're fairly. We have, we have a lot of listeners in a lot of different demographics and so we want to be able to cover all three of those possibilities that third cross section is fairly new the the ones who say it's back from
3: clueless yeah that's that's not something a lot of people. If you look at the Google
0: trends for that, it's not going to yeah. be what a lot of people. But it's, it's it's starting. It's starting. It's starting to percolate. Happen a little bit. Yeah, it's starting to percolate. Well, this was very interesting, and I really loved talking about this. And wow, that, what a good catch! She's wearing the exact same outfit, people. She's wearing the same outfit as Batgirl from Clueless, and Batgirl's in this show too. Yes. What is that all about? Let's keep an eye on it. Um, here's what she says to Dawn. What Marianne says to Dawn. It's yes. interesting. Dawn approaches Marianne in the cafeteria. And says, this is her like. May I her... eat with you? And Marianne yeah. says yes. Here's her pickup line for Dawn. This is at seven twenty-seven.
2: Want to hear a joke? How do you catch a unique rabbit? Unique up on it.
0: Hmm. So here's all I know. I don't know much, but "unique" in French. Yeah. It's a vile curse word. Okay, what does it mean? Direct well, translation? Here's what I can tell you. The, the the most famous French rap group, apart from maybe MC Solar, and the kid who says, C'est dur, dur d'être bébé, but that's just like one song, Yeah, is NTM, Nique ta mère. And okay, I can't ma- say what da- it means. The mère is horse, right? No, mère is mother. Ta mère means oh, your okay. mother nick tamer say hello no it's r- it's like they're like a pretty like tough rap group okay well they're french so they can't be that tough but. <laughs> they're good i was listening to some nick tamer uh, uh stuff today because i was thinking about that there's no like, direct translation we'll play a clip <laughs>
2: Or you're
0: just not willing to say that. It's a very dirty word. N i q u e. -E. So how do you catch a unique rabbit? Unique up on it. It's to mare. It's derived from a North African word that means to make love. Oh, that sounds actually lovely. But it's not in French. It's just not. Well, French is a romance language, so. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But so that's a joke. I don't know if that's the joke, but that seems to be what the joke is, that she's told Dawn as her, like, opening line. This, like, (laughs) kind of, like, I I
1: have bad news for you,
3: man. I'm on wordhippo.com. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm on wordhippo.com And I don't know what wordhippo.com is I don't know if they're accredited in any way <laughs> But What does Neek mean in French mm-hmm. And it says the the English translation For neek is picnic So
0: okay. it, it means picnic Have with nice your mother picnic. Okay Yeah Okay why a rabbit? Why a
3: rabbit? Because that joke works with anything. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying there's a there's a precedent for this in the books, and if Walden Greedia did any kind of research, yeah, they would know that the thing that is in these books is elephant jokes, elephant joke, and it works just as well to say how do you?
1: It's catch better than a unique a dirty elephant rabbit joke. Yeah
3: unique up on it yeah you could do that with elephant and honestly i feel a lot less bad yeah about fucking an elephant than <laughs> I would a rabbit you know what i mean yeah i think it's it's
0: <laughs> i don't it's, it's not, not gonna, a, it's not gonna hurt the elephant in any yeah, way you it's know? not a topic area that i want to discuss any longer than we already know yeah me neither but i take your point and I think Walden Greedia would do well to listen next yeah. time. Here's the other thing Marianne does early, very early on, like right at the beginning of the episode. She looks in the mirror, and it's like it's this like montage that's about how like uh, fear the she's spear, a dork, fear the spear makes her dress like a dork. Yeah, she looks in the mirror. I swear to God, she looks in the mirror. She's looking at her pigtails and her like dungarees, her Oshkosh, and then she goes. She says, "Make it fashion." And then as she walks away, under her breath, she says, fuck. <laughs> it's a character choice. <laughs> it's odd. I like it. I liked it. It's an edgier Marianne.
2: Make a fashion. Yep. Every day I leave the house looking like either the world's oldest toddler or maybe it's youngest senior citizen.
3: I would say, honestly, thinking back on my life. Mm hmm. I was saying the word fuck more often than I ever have at any other point in my life when I was 13. Yeah. I had just discovered it, I think, or I knew about it, but now I realized that I could say it sort of unabashedly. Yeah. And I was probably saying fuck a lot around my friends, certainly not around my parents. Yeah. So, I believe it. A a girl, a 13-year-old girl in the privacy of her own bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to say fuck.
0: Eek. Have I told you on this podcast about the kid who when I was in fifth grade and he was in like third grade who said to someone who was standing next to me, You have fuck for brains and shit for teeth? It sounds familiar. I think about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's a such a it's like such a powerful thing to say to somebody. Thinking about saying the word fuck in my private life
3: reminded me of a time that um, I had a really bad day at school and I was probably in like sixth grade, so I was probably twelve. Yeah. And my parents came home and they're like, How was your day? And I was like, Can I do a curse? <laughs> and they were like, No. And I was like,
0: <laughs> really took the
3: edge off of it. Well, it sucked. <laughs> and the curse in that situation was sucked. So I would have never, never had the confidence to approach a fuck in those days. Yeah. Now
0: my parents don't give a shit. I mean, I am nearly 40. My child is going to have a very different upbringing from you. Literally, just 10 minutes before we sat down to record, uh, the interaction I had with my child was I went into his room as his mom was reading him the story and said, hey, do you want to give me a hug before bedtime? And he said, no. I said, well, this sucked. <laughs> that's a lot that's
3: that's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be i thought you were gonna say fuck you (laughs) not
0: quite i internalize that stuff uh maybe we should take a little quick break and then get back to talking about this video text yeah okay i like that idea great goodbye bye i want to discuss one more thing with you tanner that i found in this episode Fine, I would love that. Fine. Okay, good. I'm glad. Regale me with your tail, bod. This happens at the six-minute mark of the episode. Okay. Uh, they're in the cafeteria. I think it's maybe around the time that that Marianne is meeting Dawn. They do a quick mm. pan of the cafeteria so you can see everything in the SMS dining room. Yes. Refectory, as we used to call it in my school. Okay. I thought the refractory is where you go to pray. No, it's where you go to eat. Okay. And uh, there is a poster of a pear. Of? A pear. Just a pear. One pear. A single pear. Okay. The fruit. Yes. Got it. And do you know what that pear is saying? It's a line from one of our favorite movies.
3: Okay. It's from Valley of the Dolls? No. Oh from
0: Drive Angry 3D. <laughs> With Nicolas Cage where he drives out of hell. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back. Guys, you got to watch this. He drives watch his car flick. out of hell for some reason where here's he lives. Here's preferred he viewing. he just fucking
3: kicked so much ass. Here's recommended viewing for you and preferred viewing. <laughs> See it in theaters. Yeah. Sneak in a bottle of whiskey and pour it into a large Coke. And split it with your best friend and get shit faced.
0: And also. Oh, and also
3: sneak out of work at like maybe 3 p.m. Watch
0: it on on Tuesday at like 3 (laughs) p.m. And in one of those theaters, I think, where it's like rumble seats. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we used to have fun at our job, didn't we? Um, No, it's not that movie. I wish it worked. Somehow we both got fired. Yeah, what the hell? We were model (laughs) employees. We one
3: time convinced, I would say, like maybe a third of the staff to leave early on a Friday to go watch San Andreas. <laughs> we used to sneak out for movies.
0: Not a lot, but like. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Happier times. Here's what the pair says Tanner. Yeah. It says, drink more
1: water.
0: Okay. Yes. The Bugman from Men in Black.
3: More water.
0: He's the guy. Um what's his name? Edgar. No. And you know God. because she says Egger. <laughs> Not Edgar. Not Edgar. What's the the actor's name? Your
1: skin is hanging all off your face.
0: <laughs> it's Edgar. Vincent D'Onofrio. The pair, the, the Rachel, the hand of God, is saying something to us, isn't she? Because she knows we love that. More water. They put it in the cafeteria. Why else would they? Answer me. Who? What? Who and what? The hand of God. She put the more water line for Men in Black on the oh, face of his she parents. Oh, wanted,
3: she wanted our attention. She wanted our attention, and she's gotten it. Yeah. Well, you want to be on the show again, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> we're too bad. We're having Lucia on. Yeah, we're having Lucia on
0: tonight. What do you want to talk about? Say something to me. I'll tell you what I want to talk about. Okay. Uh-uh. What's happening? He looks like he's his face like crumpled up, crumpled up. <laughs> okay, he's rubbing his eyes. Are Jack? you Jack? Okay? Yeah. Did you cry? Did I cry? Yes, I did. It was my tearful moment. I had a tearful moment. I would like to read it to you. Though there's a question here now in my mind because normally when I read something to you in the text, I just pull the audio from the video novel. Yes, but. And you're gonna do that again today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you may as well read. I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be diff. Here's here's something to put in the pro column of reading it. Yeah, I will be unable to react. Yeah, in real time. If you just play the clip, put the clip in and post. I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna. So put it's the gonna clip. be very difficult for me to understand and react to whatever you're about. I'm to just say. gonna act unless gonna you act. read it. I'm gonna act. I'm gonna act. You're gonna act as well as whoever the
0: yes, yes, because it's fear the spear and it's Marianne. Okay, and this is me. And guess what? Now you get to hear my line reading, people. You've watched and the you're, show. You're doing. You're playing the part of of Marianne. Now listen to the man. Yeah, I'm gonna do Marianne okay. and Richard. Watch your back, Malia. Yeah, they're in the car after Marianne does save the day at the hospital. Marianne says. dad i'm sorry i i know i should have waited for you to call back before i took bailey to the hospital i didn't want to make you worried i just wanted to make sure that bailey was okay and now this is richard i'm being richard now okay do you want
3: me to do it or
0: you can if you want you want to be richard yes okay marianne
3: i'm not Angry with you. I'm afraid of you. I can't remember what the
0: line is. No, that's good. Just go with it. Go with it.
3: I do not know how to bra- how to do anything else with your hair. Um, I miss your mother. <coughs> that's all I really remember.
0: Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. And that's and that's and it's it's just a really emotional moment. It was an emotional moment for me. Like probably could have been better if we got the actual line read in there or. No, I think that was it. You actually did get most of it because I wrote maybe it you out. Can,
3: um, maybe you can sort of transpose my audio over Fear the Spears' actual audio from the show just so we can see like how I got it
0: kind of note for note and even like B for B. Okay, yeah. I think it's going to be basically the same. Yeah. Yeah, and it, the part that I cried the most was when he was like, I don't know how to do anything else with your hair. Yeah. And what else did he say? I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of you. <laughs> it's just really emotional and they like these shows are funny yes but they're also moving Yes, and that's the stuff they do everything they do the funny stuff they also do the stuff that's like oh marianne i'm afraid of you and then it's the fucking waterworks yeah Marianne, i'm afraid of your hair
3: i'm afraid of your hair
0: (laughs) that's the part
3: that made me cry your mother only showed me how to do one thing and then she died marianne yeah and then she died it's literally the last thing she said on her deathbed was, "Here's how to braid Marianne's hair. Yeah, do that, it every day for the rest of her fucking life."
0: I'm sorry, I didn't want to make you worried. I just wanted to make sure that Bailey was okay, Marianne. I'm not upset with you. I'm afraid of your hair. <laughs> so moving. It's beautiful.
3: It's did beautiful. I cry, Jack? Yes, I did. Yeah. You didn't. Have ac- part- you didn't
0: quiet the afraid of your hair stuff.
3: I did. At I that, part. that part. At that part. I captured that as well. But Dawn Schaefer is in the show now. She's woke as hell. She's hell from yeah. California. She's got California sensibilities. Yeah. And she is trying to help Marianne. Marianne is is um, very open-minded and very understanding about Bailey's being a young girl instead of mm-hmm. a young boy. But Dawn helps clarify the situation even more. Mm-hmm in a very touching scene in which she is explaining like trans people to Marianne.
0: Yeah. In the, with
3: a metaphor, right? With a metaphor, which I wish I would have captured. And I guess we're hearing it now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like this. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right. And you've known this since you were little? Pretty much. And if someone tried to make you do everything with your left hand, it would be
3: super weird, right?
0: If I tried to use scissors, I'd definitely stab myself. <laughs> well, that's how Bailey feels. The same way that you know that you're right-handed, Bailey knows she's a girl. And we all want our outsides to match our insides, right? Yeah. And it's rad to have parents and a babysitter who get it. She's really lucky.
3: <laughs> I can't quite remember what the the metaphor was now, but Dawn is very progressive. She's very woke. And her explanation of trans people to Marianne made me cry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's lovely. Um, we should talk about Morbid of Destiny because okay. they've done something, me. haven't they? And as me, so here's what they did. So there's been a lot of speculation in the Baby Nation and amongst the Baby Nation. Uh huh. Good and good sentence within the group that is called the Baby, Baby Nation. Nation. Great sentence. Uh, you really between- brought it home. Between the individual members of the Baby Nation. Yes. That because Sharon Spear's maiden name is Porter and Morbid Destiny's name, uh, non witch name, her non-witch civilian name, is Porter, that there is some relationship there. And so that's RIP yes right but, but and by us i mean the inclusive us of the entire nation of babies that comprises the baby the nation. royal us yeah that yep. the baby nation comprises yes but they went ahead in this fucking video book and just they made came it official. out and said it but they, they didn't even it spend that i just belabored the porter point for what five minutes they didn't even say it. They didn't even say, well, we're obviously related because our name is Porter. They were just like, this is my aunt. Dan- Dawn invites Marianne to a... And she is a witch. To
3: a like Some a kind of like moon ceremony.
0: Yeah. It's called... You know what it is? And I think we should do one. It's called a new moon ceremony. The new moon ceremony. Yeah. And
3: Jack, actually, this kind of reminds me of a, a segment I want to make sure to hit. Okay. You don't
1: understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could I have played
3: this fucking role. <laughs> moon sister.
0: You could have been one of the moon.
3: Could- I could have been. <laughs> but- I could have been one of these moon sisters.
0: Could you have been? Barb- they
3: do snapping. They're like every time
0: instead of yeah. applauding, they'll snap. I love the moon sisters. My- I could have done that. Here's the role that you could have played, and it is my... <gasps> oh, sorry.
3: One second. Actually, okay. I have something to say, and it's my...
1: <gasps>
3: Barb of the Week, and you would have played Barb. Barb of the Week.
0: <laughs> and it's Barb.
3: And I beat you to it, and no, and there's you, you would have
0: played Barb. Played Barb. <laughs> Barb gets fucking owned. I just want to say thanks to my so Don says, they they're like taking in turns like holding a sh- uh, a speaking stick. And Don uh, over a, the over the like decorative stump. Yeah, it's fucking great. I really like this. Uh Don says,
2: I just want to say thanks to my aunt Esme and to all of you for welcoming us.
0: Moving across the country is about as big a change as you can make, and then Barb says,
2: "I feel you there last week, my ex husband was trying to and
0: then morbid audacity cuts in and says,
2: Tell not me- about you right now, Bob
0: <laughs> that's you that's got you that role has you written all over it. I yeah. could have played Barb, and it that would have been me that like a hundred percent would have been me. it's like, yeah. oh this does remind me of a thing, and I must say it right now, <laughs> even though yeah. like a young girl is like bearing her soul." <laughs> <laughs> this was that stuff was good the wiccan stuff was good making morbid of destiny actually a witch i mean we all know she's a fucking witch but just like g- coming out with it yeah good stuff. they have
3: fun with that yeah there's like a whole back and forth between like mary like so they walk up to the the stump ceremony with sharon and dawn and marianne's like oh my god aunt esme is is morbid of destiny and sharon's like yeah, she wishes her name was more of a destiny. Yeah, like she's a witch, and at dawn's like she's not a witch. She's just like spiritual. And Sharon mouths to Marianne like,
0: she's a witch. Yeah, she's a witch, and it's like great. She's a fucking witch. <laughs> Let's see. I don't have many more things that I want to talk about. I do want to briefly hit uh, uh, what it's, it's something the teens are saying. You may not be familiar with it because you um, have, are so far from having been a teen. Um, but what the teens are saying these days is hashtag swoon. When they, like, like swoon about someone, they say hashtag swoon because it's, like, what you would say on social media. Um, at 1746, in this video novel, Tanner, yes, we see someone who is pretending to be a man named Mr. Del Vecchio. Yes. Who is actually a man, and we don't know why he's pretending, but we do know that he's actually a man. He's called Mr. Prezioso. And he can fucking get it. Uh, you think he's nice looking? He is, is that a thing? That's a thing to say, right? Cause that's he okay to say. It. You yeah, can yeah. get it.
3: He can get this dick.
0: He's got this. Okay, that's not what I meant. I guess I did is what I meant. But the, yeah, you, you saying just, it, as you didn't quite realize what you were saying. I know it's a thing that the teens say about someone being handsome, but you kind of just like laying it all out there. <laughs> Makes me want to walk a little bit back from it. But he's a very good-looking man, and he's got this 5 o'clock shadow, and he's got rugged features, and he doesn't say anything. But he just went to go take in a fucking matinee of uh, My Fair Lady. It's
3: interesting that this is coming hot off the heels of the
0: hit segment.
3: I could have played that character because it's almost as if like, maybe you had that kind of scoped out in your notes.
0: Yeah, and I could fucking get it. Just like Mr. Prezioso. I should be in this. I should have been him. I should have been him. I can do 5 o'clock shadow. And yeah. he doesn't say anything.
3: He doesn't say a fucking word. So you wouldn't even get paid scale. He just like barrels the camera. You wouldn't even need to be paid scale. Honestly, if you're listening, Lucia and Rachel, I think it's probably best to cast us in non-speaking roles because Jack and I are non-professionals. I want to have a speaking role. You do want to have a speaking role? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Fine. Jack wants yeah. a speaking role, and I want also want a speaking role. If Jack gets a speaking role, I want one
0: too, and I want to have twice as many words. Okay, but I want my words to be twice as meaningful in half the in half the uh, words. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So just that's fine. Take notes on that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about this? Uh, oh, I have one more thing I do want to say, which is that at one thirty nine, God, I hope they don't kill Mimi in this this one because I can't fucking handle it. But at one thirty nine, Marianne gets like, before she goes to the babysitter's club meeting, she likes to get wasted on Mimi's special tea. Oh, yeah. She's like tripping balls. (laughs) She's like, Claudia comes out and she's like, Marianne, everyone's waiting for you upstairs. (laughs) Marianne's like, hang on a fucking second. Yeah. Mimi and I are like getting right.
3: They're like so faded that like at some point Mimi holds up like uh, a scarn of yarn or whatever. Oh, yeah. And she's like, look, Marianne, funky yarn. And they're both just like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they like lose it over this funky yarn. That's how like, that's nice. gone they are.
0: Look what I got us. Funky yarn. Oh, how
2: we rage.
3: It's fucking lovely. On Mimi's wild tea. Yeah. Uh, Jack, one more thing to do. Yeah, before we just depart today, yeah. <sighs> Welcome to the Pantheon. Oh, Is there mortal else? ghost writers. Lyle Friedman. What really? Fuck, I missed that. There's this. Someone else wrote this. The episode today was written by Lyle Friedman, aka
0: the Snail. The Snail.
3: Fuck yes. Every episode i I keep an eye out for something that feels incongruous or like out of place,
0: like you know? someone put like, their fucking stamp that's like like in video games when they would like a designer will put yeah. like'll put something like that's put like a, a glitch room. and then like yeah. sign their fucking name in it. This episode had one of those moments
3: where Marianne and Don did a thing at the end of the episode where they do a secret handshake, yeah. And at the end of the secret handshake, they slap their hands together and go, Snail!
0: You look amazing!
1: <laughs> snail!
3: <laughs> yeah. And I captured it and said, What does snail mean? And then I realized um, a few minutes later when I saw the credits roll and that this episode was written by the new ghost writer, Lyle Friedman, that it was her calling card, it's her snail. signature.
0: The Snail Lyle Friedman. L Y L E. Yep. Oh, Lyle Friedman, M D, Dr. Lyle. She's a TV show writer and a doctor. Are you sure they're the same people? Yeah, she's an ophthalmologist in Fort
3: Worth. Interesting. And she decided to do movies and stuff and, and TV shows.
1: Yeah.
0: Pretty cool. Um The Snail. I don't
3: think, I don't think that's right. No? No. You know. Lyle <laughs> Friedman. Uh, it seems like the thing she is most known for before the Babysitters Club, before the mm-hmm. writing this episode of the Babysitters Club, was she was the executive story editor and re- writer of the TV show Younger. She also played on on College Humor originals. She played Girl slash Ellie slash Hot Girl. That's
1: a nice so. credit. I would, <laughs> I would I would that would
0: be really <laughs> proud of that credit.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay, we'll
0: take it. Tanner, we've said enough. Yes. And now, our interview with Lucia and Yes. Welcome
3: to the welcome to the show, Lucia. Uh, my first question.
0: No, Tanner. Is... No. Just fucking let. Just say nothing, and then we'll let it go. And then we're gonna come back and say goodbye. Okay. And now, Lucia and Now we can just talk, chit chat, shoot the shit. How's your day? It's super busy. Yeah, same. Well, not same. I wasn't able to work today. Okay, why? Jenkins woke us up at five in the morning with like a live mouse in our bed. Mhm. And it just totally fucked my whole day. But here I am. Here she comes. You ready? Yes. Hello. Hello.
2: Hi, Tanner. Hi, Jack.
0: How are you? Welcome.
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
0: We're doing fine. Jack is having mice problems. Um, I'm having mice problems.
2: Mice? I thought you said mic problems. You're having mice no, problems? No, mice. Yeah. You know, I will say I I don't have indoor situation, but I have outdoor rat situation a little bit. Okay. And, and it, it's hard to sleep.
0: Here, so here's why it's hard to sleep for me that I guess you could say that I'm having cat problems because my cat has started bringing live mice into my bedroom at like three that, in the
2: morning. Okay. That cat's trying to tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But tomorrow I'm going to have wildlife people problems because they're going to come and cause I've <laughs> engaged them to come and mm. tell me what to do. And they're going to be like, we're going to kill these mice. And I'm going to be like, is there any way we can do it without killing the mice? <laughs> and that's oh, going to be an embarrassing lover. conversation. <laughs>
2: You're a peaceful, you're a pacifist. I'm a pacifist.
0: They're so cute. Jack and I used to um,
3: work in the same office together, and we had a cockroach problem, and Jack wouldn't let us kill any of the cockroaches. Oh, that's sweet. Dispose of them humanely.
2: Was that in New York?
0: (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You got it. It's got to (laughs) be.
0: Yeah. I'm going to win this battle in New York. I know I am. Save the cockroaches. (laughs) Um, Lucia, you are the director of the Babysitters Club Netflix show. Is that accurate? I
2: directed, I executive
0: produced, yeah. and I also wrote on it. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Oh, we yeah. need to... Well,
3: we haven't... I don't think we've gotten to your episode yet, but when we do get to it, the one where you have a writing credit, we're going to have to induct you into the Ghostwriters Hall of Fame, and I hope you're ready for Thank that. You. And do you have, it. like, uh, suggestions or preferred epithets or honorifics that you'd like to applied to your name when you are inducted?
2: Um... It, is that going to happen towards the end of the the induction? Towards the end of the recording?
3: Um, it can happen at any time, really.
2: I just I w- I think I want you guys to have ample time for you guys to make those judgments.
0: Okay, that's good. That <laughs> was okay. the right answer. Yeah. yeah. Great.
2: Yeah, I want. I don't want to precede myself.
0: It is something we're uniquely good at. Yeah. Great. You're you're basically the Christie of this operation. Very much so. Do you have a director's chair?
2: Um, you know, actually, I you, but I don't have it out in the world. I have one that my, uh, my boyfriend's mom gave us some, some like leather director's chairs with our production company logo on the back. So I do actually technically own some, but I don't like fit in it, like on a daily basis.
0: (laughs) Okay. That must be a disappointment.
2: (laughs) You know, yeah. Uh, you know, the (laughs) truth is, is I actually am not the biggest, I don't actually sit in director's chairs often because I'm like, usually like running around with a little... Lamshell monitor so I don't actually sit at monitors very often so I'm actually not used to it. when I do sit in director's chairs I feel like I'm being lazy okay. that's just a little bit about me that's good
3: <laughs> you and I are totally different I mean I'm not a director and I've never directed anything but I think Ooh. I would ride in one of those like palanquins that like people have to hold up
1: oh <laughs> yeah have, like, the, yeah
3: the, the like big poles you know
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I would direct you from know, the
3: top of one of those
1: I
2: think that would be something we'd have to negotiate in the next DGA negotiations because, yeah, uh, yeah. because, you know, actually, weirdly, this is nothing to do with babysitter stuff, but, you know, weirdly, the props department is responsible for the director's chairs. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Like they don't have enough to do.
0: It should be the top of their list, actually. <laughs> um, so, are you? Is is the Babysitter's Club something that uh, you knew about before you ended up on this project? Is it something that's part of your childhood, or do you have to like do a craft? Oh, and figure
2: it out? Jack, yeah, <laughs> I was um, an obsessive. I was a super fan as a child. I would ask. I would like have my mom drive me to bookstores and libraries and anywhere I could get a hit. You know, because I was a bo- I was a, a bored child, and I loved reading, and so and I was obsessed with the book series. So, like, I was—I would say—for like two or three years, like being loving, Babysitters Club was like my entire personality. I didn't have anything else going on. So, um, well, welcome
3: to the last two or three years of, of Mine and Jack's <laughs> lives.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was—that was kind of it. Like, it spoke to me on so many different levels. Um, like, they were cool and different, and like. I really had, I have like have, and still have, I think like a very entrepreneurial spirit. Like, I like, like, let's make it work. Let's band together. I'm like a, like a startup person without a startup kind of, but I'm like, yeah, get in the, get in there and be disruptive. And like, I feel like there's something about the babysitters club, the fact that they were like young, like, you know, also like me, very young, but women that girls that felt like we could do it, we could pull it off if we like, mustered enough energy like i don't know there's something about that that always just felt like really cool i felt like it was speaking to me you know yeah i loved it
3: so you i, I take it then you do and always have identified as a christy then
2: you know i have always identified as a christy i think that the um i was the, a couple uh, let's, we're gonna go there i'm absolutely christy i like taking charge i like all that stuff I also though was at the time very boy crazy. So there was a little bit of Stacy in there. Okay. I was also obsessed with New York and like I did always like fashiony stuff. So there is a Stacy element, but generally I say I say Christy with Stacy Rising, which maybe I'm flattering myself.
0: That's cool. That's,
3: that's a, a, that's cool a, cool a
2: combo. good combo. Yeah, I feel like it, it's it's pretty accurate. But I also as of you know, like later in my life kind of had the stonery vibe. And it's i like, don't know who that is so i guess Claudia, maybe if anyone yeah be
0: black yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's also there's also a world where maybe a dawn later later in life i don't know it's hard to
0: say tanner and i have kind of turned on dawn a little bit if that's
3: okay really? to say
2: really from so the I, books or for the show
0: well,
3: we read all the books, and then we read all the California Diaries, which is yeah, like yeah. Dawn's like spinoff series. Oh,
2: I you don't have to catch me up in, in okay. any way on this podcast, guys. <laughs>
0: that is so good to know.
2: <laughs> and like
3: those are those are good books, and we like them. But like Dawn yeah. is is pretty uh, tepid in all of them.
2: I tend to agree to an extent, and I feel like uh, what we. I think tried to do on the show is be like, okay, what do we know about Dawn? We know California, like, and really kind of go from there. And uh, I also feel like one of the things that everyone remembers is she loves Sprouts. (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) what else, you know? Um, But, uh, you know, I, I, I I will say that the the version that we have in the show and Sochi who, the actress who plays it like has made me like kind of fall in love with Dawn in a major way.
3: Yeah, we're this is this is technically a part of the episode for the Netflix episode one oh four, which is where we oh, first meet Dawn. Yeah. And it was exciting. It was exciting to finally get to know Dawn.
2: Did you feel like you saw her coming when, when Marianne was sitting there at the lunch table by herself? Were you like, I smell Dawn a, a foot or or was it a surprise?
3: <laughs> I smell someone wearing like uh, natural deodorant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That it's age is right when you it.
2: start when you start wearing deodorant, right? Thirteen, that's where it starts kicking. <laughs> BO starts kicking at thirteen. I wish someone had told
3: me that when I was thirteen, but
2: <laughs>
3: Oh, Jack's taking a big swig. What
2: are you drinking? Coke?
0: Um, box wine. Is that
3: okay? <laughs> oh, good
2: for you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I love that.
0: It's eight o'clock here. I just put my child to bed.
2: Oh, you guys are still in New York.
0: <laughs> I'm in Austin. Jack's in Austin. I'm in New
3: oh.
2: York. Oh. Oh.
3: Right yeah. too late. That's okay. No, that's all right. Um so last week we had Rachel on the oh, show, good. Rachel Shookert, the hand My of God. Sweetie. Um and she agreed, I think pretty explicitly Jack and you can um yeah, we don't have this. all the
0: legal documents signed yet, but it, it's as far as I'm concerned it's as good as a done deal.
3: Yeah. She confirmed that she was going to get us parts on season 2 on the show. That's exciting. Um. So we pitched her some parts. Jack's gonna do mocap. He's gonna play Boo Boo the cat. Watson's cat. Oh, um,
2: yes, great.
3: <laughs> I was thinking I play Pete Black. Great.
2: I've been waiting for Pete <laughs> um, Black to show up. I, I I kind of feel like there were some extras and the Halloween Hop where I'm like, are you Pete Black? Like in my head, I'm already kind of casting like who. Are, but I love that you you know. look no further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, why do they bother? You find your
0: guys. And you're going to have to write some scenes uh, if you do an episode with us in it where yeah. Pete Black and Boo Boo kind of hang out.
2: Oh, yeah, and, wrestle and around. So just, That's
1: great.
3: That's, they're like best friends all of a sudden for some reason. You know,
2: what Anne always wanted, I think.
1: You <laughs> say
3: it. Maybe it could be like a it could be like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
3: <laughs> where Pete Black and Boo Boo the Cat kind of become best friends and they have like a whole side story and we like write that into maybe like a...
0: Short film,
2: I, I
3: think.
2: I think that's what I would refer to as a Netflix
1: exclusive. <laughs> okay, this is good. I'm glad you
0: have the terminology. Yeah, I
1: don't have the connections. I actually have no idea.
3: <laughs> so, you're a director. I thought maybe you could help us since Rachel has all but assured us that we will be having parts on season two. I thought mm-hmm. maybe you could help us kind of craft our raw talent into something that's kind of screen worthy. Hmm.
0: Yeah. We've never acted before. Is that
3: going to be okay. a problem?
2: No. Okay. I think that, I think that that is a huge advantage. I okay. think that your knowledge of the source material will guide you. And I think you have nothing to worry about. I think, um, you know, your motivation and that that's more than I can say for, for a lot of actors.
0: Yeah. Boo Boo is overweight and cantankerous.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, and, I know.
0: Nobody loves him except Watson. <laughs> it seems I like.
2: know. <laughs> I feel like Watson, but Watson has changed. I feel like and Watson in the, the series is a different Watson that was portrayed in the books. And therefore, to me, how is Boo Boo not, therefore, a little different as well? I mean, right? I mean, and that's up to you. I, like I mean, it. that's Jackson. You get to kind of go with, like, okay, well, why is Boo Boo? And I think that's actually where you start the journey.
1: Okay.
0: That's good. That's a really good question. It, and it's it, it, something that Anne never, for all her talent, she never asked.
2: You know, there's only so much paper out there. You got to sometimes it's, <laughs> it's got to be subtext.
3: <laughs> um, we've prepared monologues. I hope that's okay. Yeah. And we'll just go through them. I told mm-hmm. Jack to prepare a monologue, and he,
0: um,
1: I did. I didn't he, know
0: what that was, so I did what's a, di- a dialogue. I hope that's okay.
2: That's really good.
0: Okay. <laughs> so i'm gonna help jack with his dialogue i think okay yeah um are you ready jack do you have your dialogue ready i have it ready do you, i texted it to you so you you've got your part
3: yeah which pl- part am i playing
0: i want you to play ally ally okay and i'll be Noah. okay so we can do me first and then we can have your monologue from is it street fighter <laughs> mine is from taken okay
1: Cool. Cool,
2: yeah. cool, 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 All right, boys. Hit me.
0: Um I ten out of ten on Room Raider, by the way, Lucia. I like your room. It looks good. Oh, oh my it's, house? It's a cool zo- Zoom room. The zoom room framing is nice. You oh got, good. Like, some I nice I bookshelves I, and
1: great.
2: Thank you. I um don't do self view, so I didn't see what was going on, but now I'm looking in. You're right. Good job.
0: Mine is just like baffling. So it's not
2: it's Well, yours is nice. like a professional like setup. You both have like I'm um, like I feel like this is legit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good that's the illusion um, okay so what have we done Tanner we've prepared we, you, you had you've us- prepared a dialogue I've prepared a monologue and just
3: like d- feel free to, to jump in Okay, give us notes okay. direct us you sure. know do, do what you do best I'm sorry we don't have like a palaquin that you can write in to, to direct us down from But I, I think I can make it work
0: okay okay should we, should we do mine Tanner
3: yeah, let's do let's do yours. It's first. a dialogue. It's a from I a think, film, you know. It's a dialogue. Maybe we can just we can launch into. Maybe it. we can both get this. Can be our both of our auditions. Okay, we're kind of a package
0: deal too. So
3: yeah, like, a pen
2: yeah. and pen and teller situation. Yeah. <laughs>
0: perfect. That's a perfect, we love those guys. They're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you always want out of your comedic minds. <laughs> nice. All
0: right. <laughs> um, all right. I haven't seen this film, but I, it's an it's an iconic scene. So I guess t- you've t- never seen Taken. No, no. This is my one. Oh, yeah. It's not Taken. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's go. You go. Oh, I thing. start. I start. Um. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> do you think in another life I could have been a bird? What do you mean? Can I stop you there?
0: No, that's Jack? not. For you.
3: The energies you're the energies <laughs> ooh, you're coming at me with an energy that I don't know how to respond to. Okay. <laughs> wow. And sorry, I'm sorry to hop in I'm sorry to jump in. I know it's not really my spot, but okay. No, I I mean no, okay. I'll, I'll
2: try, try it again. Another, I'll
0: try another take <laughs> yeah. at it.
3: Yep. Do you think in another life I could have been a bird? What do you mean? Like reincarnation? <sighs> I don't know. I think I could. Say I'm a bird. No. I won't do it. Say I'm a bird. Stop it. Stop it now. Say it. (sighs) You're a bird. Now say you're a bird too.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we're both birds now. (laughs) I line. did change the line. That's
2: fine. I think sometimes I don't I think there's a lot of
0: room it. in the script for improv. <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: well, I have some. First, I just have some follow up questions, not, not so much answer yeah, yeah. direction. What is the relationship? Oh, wait, between...
3: wait, you have to kind of get out of character. One sec. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. Great. Thank yeah. you.
2: Thank what you. is the relationship between these two people having this conversation?
0: I think one of them is a bird. Mm. Yes, I believe
3: alley is a the bird. The tanner
0: character is a bird. Yes. And he's trying to could persuade my character to be, to become one? Neither of us have seen the
3: film. It's yeah. based on this is so this is a dialogue from the film The Notebook.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, I didn't recognize it. I guess I've seen the, the movie. I also sounds like maybe I haven't.
3: <laughs> I well, haven't you didn't it see it you didn't see it the the right way. Like the way <laughs> it should be
2: performed. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Um Okay, I think it was great. I think you guys did good. Okay, that's <laughs> what I
1: want to hear. I, I yeah. think you okay. were good. So no think, notes.
2: No, though I do think if this is anything moving forward for the next scene, or whichever scene that is. If it's a dialogue, I think it. If, if you don't feel that there's room for improv, which I, I'm not sure I agree with, I think that there's. I think there's some room there to play. Think maybe that it's worth making the words your own. You know, not being word perfect, and I think that in and of itself can be sometimes or or make it feel more authentic. So I would, I would just say, don't feel if if you're not willing to fully improvise, at least make it your own. And I feel you did, but 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 to to continue to lean into that.
0: Yeah, the actual line read was, "If you're a bird, I'm a bird," which just seems kind of weak.
2: Yeah. it also and seems like a think, bitch ass move. Like, okay, if you're a bird, yeah. I'm a bird. Like, what is yeah. that? Like,
0: that's nothing.
2: That's nothing. So yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right that that needed so, a, a punch up. So I think that's great.
0: You. Okay. I mean, was good. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Tanner, okay. I hope you do as well as I did.
3: Oh, I have to do mine now too.
0: Well, you don't have to, we can talk about I did so else.
3: much. I did so much work on yours. <laughs>
0: I feel like that, that audition spoke for itself. Well, it's up to you. Well, it's up to Lucia, actually. Do you want to hear Tanner's read? He
2: did I, would, little I little think I'd like to Yeah.
3: Um, okay, taken. So I'm going to be... Wait, I'm are you go- f-
2: did you just Google it now? <laughs> <laughs> that is not off book. Um, that is not off book. Googling it <laughs> while you're doing it is not off book. Uh, that is not going to gonna to be tough
3: to come back with <laughs> the <fan or laughs> I'm auditioning for the part of Mr. Spear, um, Richard oh. Spear. I know the 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 part is currently cast by yeah. um, the man from the Kevin from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Mark
2: Robin Jackson.
3: Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, but <laughs> in season two, or like later on in the book series, we discover that Marianne was taken from Richard Spear. By By her grandparents. Her grandparents Mm. um, after the death of her mother, Alma. Mm. So I will be performing his dramatic monologue from that book. I don't have a lot of money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you don't let my daughter go now, That'll be the end of it. I or it's. Okay, okay, just
2: take it from the top.
3: (laughs) If you let my daughter go now, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you, and I will
0: kill you. (laughs) Wow! Can I say? Can I say? Wow! That was amazing. Yeah, that was really
2: good. Chills. I I couldn't even see your eyes moving when I said. <laughs> <head. laughs> Something else, man. Good for you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I was like, I'd better not take this daughter.
0: So we so we don't have to um audition now? That's what you call a straight
1: offer.
3: Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. This is this, that's all I work for, straight offer. <laughs> yeah. I let this big I let for us. the projects come to me. Um mm-hmm. so that's great. And we'll follow up with Rachel and confirm with her Great. that you that also, also have
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Great.
3: And just so we have that feedback. You guys feedback know loop is
1: closed you guys
0: up. know uh where where we shoot. We've been wondering about that.
3: Yeah, we were wondering about that because Anne, Anne Martin, in her wisdom, has never revealed where Stony Brook, Connecticut actually is. Well,
2: yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
3: But you know. But it sounds like you're about to.
2: No, no. I actually meant. Do you know where we
3: actually shoot? Stony Brook, Connecticut. Where we shot the series. It wasn't in Stony Brook, Connecticut.
2: <laughs> it was in Vancouver.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, wow, Vancouver's nice. So that's a head fake by Anne.
2: Yeah, we. Oh, Stony Brook
0: is in Vancouver.
2: Yeah. But Yeah, it was shot in Vancouver. So when you guys come and shoot, you gotta you gotta go through customs. Is my point.
0: Oh, I
3: oh, Jack,
2: this is a problem. You're not actually even
0: allowed in Canada. Is that true? I, <laughs> I have massive problems at the Canadian border. Why? It's a long story. Uh, he
3: he ch- challenged authority. He went through the Canadian well, border you know, once and he challenged authority in a in a stupid adolescent way. Oh. And now he's barred from Canada forever.
0: Here's what I say to Canadian border patrol when I do try to go to Canada mm-hmm. and it's I've got it it memorized is I once attempted to go through the border but I had no fixed itinerary so they turned me back.
1: Okay. What um, does that but mean?
0: they always question me.
2: But what happened? I
0: had a lot of weird stuff in my car and I bungled my oh.
2: name.
3: Your name is so basic. <laughs> You've got like the most basic name in the world
0: Jack it was th- To be clear, it was like I had come, we had driven straight from my friend's art show in New York and we were like, let's go to Montreal. Yeah. And, and like, and so we had like a ton of like desktop computers in the trunk.
3: Um, it was, uh, it was, I'm even
2: suspicious of this story. <laughs> yeah, I just met you, but it sounds but like um, so we're
3: not gonna be able to shoot in yeah. Vancouver, so we're actually having Lucy from Picture Start and Naya from Walden Media on in a couple yeah. weeks, so we'll talk to them about Moving finding the shoot. a new shooting. You know location. what's yeah. nice
2: is that Walden's legal can help with this, okay? Oh, uh, we're not we necessarily on, on the their good side, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Lucia, what was the um, episode that you wrote? I don't don't know which one you had to write.
2: I wrote uh, part two of Welcome to Camp Moosehead, the finale. Ooh. Wait, what's uh, the title again? With Ariel Carlin. Hello, Camp Moosehead, part two. Oh, it's a super special.
0: So I'm like, we're being very diligent and like only watching it in order. So we've only watched a few episodes. So that's exciting to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a super special. I
2: wrote thing. it with um, Errol Carlin, who uh, is a very, very great writer, who I love.
0: The episodes so far have been really funny. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I feel like I that's something that's, like, missed in uh, when people talk about these books. Isn't yeah. that also
2: pretty funny? Yeah.
0: Is that something you're able to push with your background in comedy and improv? Yeah.
2: I mean, that was always, like, part of it, the show. Like, when we pitched the show, um, Rachel and I, like was like we really wanted to make something that was kind of comedy forward because i think especially for younger girls like there isn't a lot of stuff that caters to their interests in that way and it caters to like what they think is funny like for them by them kind of like and, and in a weird way i feel like that's to me like the ultimate speaking to a certain kind of young girl is being like this is funny for you and i, I think at least for me at that age i feel like it would have made me feel kind of like seen in a weird way because that was something I was always really interested in. Like the other thing I would do other than reading babysitters club books at that age is I would also like sneak into the um, area that had mad magazine and like read the, and like do the like fold in things and like read those. And it was like a little like perverted comedy thing, you know? And like, that's the stuff that I don't know. And I feel like by saying like, Oh, this is really like funny. I don't know. I just felt like that there was a dearth of that. So I'm kind of like why part of the show was like, comedy forward and definitely on set, like being able to add new lines here and there. And like also just being able to direct performances to make sure that it, that stuff was landing. It was always like definitely part of the DNA from the beginning for sure.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. That Like that. We watched, uh, the old babysitters club show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it's fun, but it, it, it's, it's totally fun. And the theme song is to die for. It is. Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't quite have the, what you're saying, which is just like being like comedy for it. I guess yeah. How you say it. It's like it's it's like th- these shows are like I would recommend like the Netflix show to anyone just because it's like uh, it's it's fun and funny as well as being heartfelt and like all the things that you think about in yeah. relation to the BSC is being like oh it's cool because it's earnest and it's the relationships of these girls, but it's also like a lot of good one-liners and like comedic acting and
2: like, and we also had a lot of performers that um, are really funny people, like comedic performers outside of just the main girls. And I think that also helped make it feel like this whole world is funny and like everybody can like kind of stretch that muscle a bit and feel free to, you know, it's fun.
3: The girls are very good at though at at delivering these. these
2: Oh, they're great. They're so (laughs) good and so funny and like, like, they all have different ways that they're kind of funny, too, which I really like. Like, there's something about, like, Sophie, who plays Christy, her, like, self-assuredness that is so funny. Like, her delivering the line. Like, I'm about to get used to it in a way that I'm like, is she 60 years old or is she 13? <laughs> I'm like, yes. And then Malia, who plays Marianne, is so funny physically. Like And, like, she does stuff and says stuff in the deliveries of her line. Sometimes I feel like she's, like, in the Brady Bunch movie. You know, where I'm like, this is, like, the level of comedy of, like, a fucking genius. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> and Mamona is also, like, you know the line where she's, like, yeah, and sell the information to, like, the Russians. And then, like, there's, like, sh- sh- a shrug. I mean, like, it's true. Like, she just has such an <laughs> attitude that I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and then Shay, who plays Stacy is also, like, so good at being, like, I don't know, I feel like she's so good at being, like, this, like, kind of, like, sarcastic when she is with her mom and she's like mom i don't know there's like something about her like little teen attitude that i find so funny and so she's like (laughs) such a goof who plays dawn and like is able to take such lines that are so like earnest and like make them like relatable and funny and like just i don't know i just love them all so much it was so weird like spending time with them because you know like, when you spend so much time as a kid reading these books, you're like, that's me. This is me. And then to, like, be an adult now and spend time with them, I'm like, I'm just like you. And they're like, absolutely not. You are a full-ass adult. You are just a little younger than my parents. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's so such a weird way to, like, face it. Like, I actually dealt with my own mortality more on the set of Babysitter's Club than anywhere else in my life. <laughs> it's
3: just, it was really jarring for us when we first started reading the books to discover that we were the we're like Elizabeth and not
0: yeah, and yeah. not the girls' age. It's I like, know oh, what I know well, and I, like worrying about their shit. It's like a it's it's just like a write off where it's like and then Watson was having trouble at work and then like as a kid you wouldn't even think about that and I'm like oh god I hope he's okay does he have a deadline or a crisis <laughs> or <something? laughs>
2: Did did Rachel tell you about Watson's job? Did you guys get into that? no we did it well so that that character is now a little bit based on uh on rachel's actual dad who is i think like kind of like an urban city planner and we feel like that's why he's like riding a bike if he like believes in the power of bikes. i
0: love that he's riding a bike to work i noticed that it was so awesome And
2: and i think rachel's dad does that too but i think the idea is kind of like it's like the kind of job that you're like okay this guy comes from old money and he like wants to like make the community better and so he's like like or whatever, but like he's like really into like making the community like a more egalitarian place. I don't know. I just think that was a... I, don't, I love Watson. I also because I, I I flipped through your your first episode about um, Christie's big idea, and I yeah, and it sounded like you guys were really giving Watson a lot of credit for the club. And I got to say, I disagree. Oh, someone certainly
3: <laughs> someone certainly is giving Watson a lot of credit for the club. Like I would say the the writers of the show like,
2: what are you talking about <laughs> literally the dudes are the only thing the monday wednesday friday Stacey's idea and- i
3: think we just really like
0: watson and <laughs> mark
3: forreston <laughs> oh watson.
2: my god mark Oh, Oh, tanner
0: you caved in one second you're challenged <laughs> on your bullshit for one second and you caved the
2: dudes i'll give you all that <laughs> sure but wait you should have mark you should have mark on the show cuz mark is he already knows so much trivia cuz his daughter's Love the books and so he already knew he came in being like oh I know what's up and it was amazing he's the best I love
0: him that's awesome we're, we're, we're talking to him about coming on the show so yeah. I, now I think what we'll do is we're just going to quiz him on yeah. you trivia trivia awesome. <laughs> yeah
2: you should
0: um, awesome well thank you so much for joining us um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, really thank you for fun. being on
2: yeah I, uh, uh, I hope that um, you really feel that my Christy and Stacey power on this on this
0: episode yeah totally and we're, <laughs> we're looking forward to working with you obviously
2: oh, of course um, yeah we'll see you in yeah, Vancouver, when we film season or... two i let me know yeah I let me know how the whole border thing works that I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit emotionally invested in that <laughs> <laughs> thank you <Yeah.
0: laughs> it's, it's, it's,
2: well, i mean if i could write a letter kind of a
0: heart and throat moment yeah yeah yeah, yeah that okay. could be useful it could, it could. I, have, I like bring it it's very like i have to bring a binder of stuff that's like yeah. here's the hotel I'm staying in like, oh you well <laughs> you have to do that
2: you have to get a full on work visa to go so it's it's no yeah. it's, it's actually you have to spend almost an entire day waiting to be like admitted even if you don't have any issues so it's going to be intense for you
3: sorry okay, right. wow. just
2: give me the heads up it's better to know now
3: <laughs> we'll start working on
2: it um all right thanks so much guys
0: thank you
3: thank you yeah
2: bye
0: now we're back. Now we're back, yes. and we're, welcome back, me. We're just gonna say goodbye. I can kind of take the reins on this if it's still Please. confusing. I'm, for I'm you. still. I um, thought we were introducing Lucia. No, we're back from break. We everyone heard the interview we did. It, it went really well. What I'd like to say to you, Tanner, is just thank you for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to say to the Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us. I would like to say, even though she is not here. To Lucia and Yellow, thank you for being a good sport and coming on our show. We had a really nice chat with you. It was very nice to talk to you. She's thank you. Here? She's not here? She was, but not anymore. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to wrap my head around this. Thank you for directing the Good Babysitter's Club. Yes, thank Netflix. you.
3: Thank you for directing it. Thank
0: you for making
3: it happen. We're really enjoying it. Thank you, Lucia.
0: Um And, and we're looking forward to being on season two. Yeah, we both look forward to being on season two. In the meantime, I would like to remind everyone that they can and should and must support our show by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We have a whole other show every week. We talk about the Little Sister books. We sing the descriptions. It's a lot of fun. Everybody likes it, and it's a great way to support our work and keep us doing what we are doing. Please also do buy our merch, bit.ly slash merch. We've got T-shirts. We've got totes. We've got stickers. We've got all sorts of good stuff over there. It's another good way to support our show, and we're probably going to have new merch soon. Jack, I have to go. Yeah. Um, What I would like to say in that case is that this week, we read a video novel called Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode four, Mary, I watched it. the
3: Day. Unless you mean read by, like, close read. Like, I did do a close read.
0: Next week, we're going to be perusing and rifling through the pages of a video hmm. novel called <laughs> Babysitter's Club Netflix show, season one, episode five, Dawn and the Impossible Three. Oh, that sounds religious. Doesn't it? Like the Holy <laughs> Trinity? Doesn't uh, it? Doesn't uh, it? Doesn't uh, it? Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't yes, it? Doesn't it? it? Does. Yes. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been
1: invented.
3: I worked my tiny hiney off all day. You don't have a tiny hiney. I worked
0: my... uh, Big bad booty.
3: Big bad booty off all day.
0: That's the ticket. Build yourself up. Don't knock yourself down. I worked my big bad booty to the big bad bone. (laughs) Um,
3: You know, just figuring stuff out. Social media, management platforms.
0: Cool. What a cool guy. KPIs. You've really become a lot more impressive than me. You've, my the, my the people has become the master. Sign is ascending. Yeah, exactly. And yours is in Just retrograde. Just as mine is in retrograde. It's going to be not going to be long before I fall down to your level and then you pass me. But you know what? That's what? the way it always goes, Jack. That's always the way it goes. Yeah, you're
3: on the other side of the wheel of fortune. Yep, as Bowie appears to say. And we meet. I, we lock eyes now. Yeah. As the wheel rotates, as the wheel turns. Yeah. In such a way that I'm going up and you're going down. But it will yep. be a matter of time before.
0: We find ourselves here again, Jack. Yeah. And you're going to be going down as my bloodied remains <laughs> kind of ascend <laughs> you're drowned, back to the top. Yeah.
3: Bloated corpse <laughs> comes back right. up to the top.
1: That was a headgum podcast.